Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today we're doing part two, part two where we're talking about how do we make sure that the wealth that we may have can stay with us until it's time to transfer it to the next generation, right? That's what we've been talking about the last six, eight weeks is, hey, if there is a huge wealth transfer coming, which is what they say, and we wanna make sure we're positioned to receive it, What if you were the one that said, hey, I'm the one that's gonna be part of the giving. I'm the one that's gonna be transferring the money. Well, not only do we need to make sure that it's positioned correctly, not only do we need to identify and use the correct estate planning tools for the transfer, but we also have to protect what we have. And not in a silly way like, oh, I'm not gonna put anything in the stock market, I'm just gonna hoard it over here. No, by protecting, I'm talking about there are things that happen in life that can wipe out literal lifetime of savings. Did you know that statistics show that the number one cause for bankruptcy when you're in retirement is medical bills? Many times people think, well, no, Crystal, it's the stock market. No, it's when loved ones who have Alzheimer's that lasts for eight years having to take care of them or people that are just needing that constant care Well, that eats up the family resources. And please understand, I'm not saying that we don't use our resources to take care of those we love. I'm so grateful that we would have resources to do it. But if we can be wise, if we can steward our resources and say, now, wait a minute, instead of me self-funding everything that's going to happen and literally positioning myself where I may run out of money because I don't know the scope of what everything's going to cost, why don't I transfer the risk, mitigate the risk to an insurance company. And speaking of transferring, did you know, now this is, I'm gonna have a link that's in the show notes, but this shows that in Albany, so that's our area in here, according to 2021, so this is a little outdated, but it was on the Genworth site, that's where the link is, it shows that a home health aide, someone who's gonna come to your house, would be $5,577 back in 2021, That's what it would be a month. If you wanted to stay in a private room, it would be $13,382. So when we begin saying, oh, I'm just gonna take care of it myself, I'll self-fund, those numbers can add up pretty quick. So we wanna look at this and realize, okay, if studies show seven out of 10 people over the age of 65 are going to have a long-term care incident, let's begin to prepare for it. Now, one of the things that I hear a lot is when I bring this discussion up to my clients or potentially new clients that are coming in, they say, I can't afford it. Now, notice that the only ones that say that they can't afford it are people who have not experienced this in their own family. If I'm talking to someone who is already taking care of mom and dad, Oh, they are saying, help me figure out how to afford it. This is not, I can't, just show me the way. And that's where we begin to pivot. We look at different components. There's areas we can tweak, knobs we can turn. And maybe, maybe that's why you think that you can't afford it. I'm thinking that maybe someone showed you the Cadillac or the Lamborghini style of of a long-term care policy and just blew you out of the water. $19,000 a year? How am I going to be able to afford that? 
But if we can find something that's dependable, maybe it doesn't cover everything, but it gives you the first few years and gives you time to to get everything in order, maybe that's more what you need. So I want to encourage you when you look at this to really look at what the costs are. So I'm going to give you an example. And in this example, this is someone, he's 55.8 years old. Of course, we couldn't use a round number. And right now, what they wanted was a daily benefit of, or I should say a monthly benefit of 4,776 a month, which means during the month, if they needed something to take care of them, they had up to that amount to use, okay? They, this coverage would cover the person for four years, and then they were allowed to touch this coverage 90 days after an incident happened. So just guess, just guess what you think the premium would be. Well, if an individual was to buy that policy and they were between the ages of 45 to 54, so they're buying it younger, it would be $160 a month. $160 a month. So if it's giving $4,776 a month, and then that's going to increase, right? We have it on an inflation factor, so it keeps increasing. What will that be worth when they need it if they're getting it at age 45, hopefully not 30 or 40 years from now? They'll have a nice policy that can take care of them. Now, for some of us who maybe are not in that age bracket, that would be that same policy would be $190. Now, again, different factors, different health, that's all going to play in. But what I'm hoping to show you, and even, let me do one more, age 65 to 74, it would be $250 a month. Hopefully that's showing you like, Crystal, that's less than a car payment. That's what my Netflix and Spectrum bill is together. That's what my phone bill is, whatever. And when we begin to see that, wait a minute, for the same price as a phone bill, for the same price of a really fancy dinner, those could be paying for a long-term care policy so that when you are in retirement, you can help remove or mitigate the risk of filing bankruptcy because all the funds are gone because of medical bills. This, I believe, is an area where individuals just aren't aware of the costs of everything. So what I'm going to do on this YouTube channel is below it, I'm also going to put a link where you can actually go to the Genworth site, where you can look at the statistics to show what the costs will be in your area. You can literally put in what state you think you're going to live in. You can put in, you know, what city, wherever it is, and it's going to show you as of right now. Then just use the compounding factor to see what it's going to cost 20, 30, 40 years from now. But if we can begin planning now, think of how much you can save your family, not just in resources, but also the wear and tear that it's on our children and our spouse who's trying to take care of. Wouldn't it be great if they just had to be responsible for overseeing who's coming and going? They didn't have to leave work. They didn't have to use their own resources because 66% of caregivers, meaning usually the children, are taking their own money to pay for mom and dad. They're losing money at work. So we want to make sure that stops. Now, when I said don't choose the Lamborghini policy, let's pick a nice dependable one. There's going to be four key areas that you need to be aware of. The first one deals with the monthly benefit. Now, the monthly benefit, which I had alluded to just a moment ago, is how much money do you want this policy to give you every month? Now, there are some people that say, 
Crystal, I can't afford a $4,000 one. I can't afford that $190 a month. Okay, well then what do we need to do? We can come in. One of the things that I, I love that we do here is not just say this is what we need, but we help find the money. Where is the money that God has given that is going to help prepare for this need that most likely will be coming? Seven out of 10 will, will need it over the age of 65. So we wanna look at the monthly benefit. I like, and we can go into this if we have time a little bit deeper, but I like it when they pay me on a monthly basis, not just how many days did you use help. And we'll talk about that in a, in a different uh, part of this program. The benefit period. Let me talk to you about the benefit period. See, when it comes to long-term care, the average claim runs about 2.8 to 3.2 years. That's how long someone's on that claim. So when long-term healthcare first came out, and maybe you got a quote back then, the Cadillac Lamborghini quote, uh, they said they were going to cover you for a lifetime. And we wonder, why did they go bankrupt? Because the insurance companies, you realize, so the insurance company, think of this. The insurance companies said, huh, how do we make money? They have a tendency to always think this thing. How do we make money? And they said, well, wait a minute, people are getting older. People are, well, people are going to need health care. People are going to need, we can offset it. We can make dun, da, 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 long-term care insurance. So they said, well, how do we price it? Because it's never been done before. Oh, well, it's probably similar how we price life insurance. And the way they figure is that 10% of all policies that they write for a permanent policy, not your term one, we know that the rate is so much higher, but on a permanent policy is around 10%. So they're like, oh, we'll write these policies. People will pay in their money. They'll uh, cancel on 10% of them. We'll get to keep all that money because we don't have to return it. That will help us. And then we'll just price it like this, just like we do with life insurance. So not a good idea. Oh my word, they really hurt themselves by that. But what happened is as they began to get aware of it, they used to say you could have insurance that would cover your entire life. Now it's, the, it's very rare to find a, a long-term care policy that will cover you for life. Most of them are about five years. We'll cover you for about five years. Now, here's a little caveat there. This one's for free. If you on your monthly benefit, if you're taking care of mom and dad or whatever, you're taking care of your loved ones and you don't use your entire benefit up, you get to bump it the remainder towards next year because the benefit, kind of look at like this, the benefits your bank. And what they're doing when you first buy your policy, they're like, how much do you want in your bank? Well, <laughs> and if you were me, I'd be like, everything. But if that's not affordable, then you determine. And when you begin using it years and years from now, hopefully, then what you don't need, you just leave in there because it's not a use it or lose it. It's like, oh, so now we can extend past five years. Now maybe we can get six years or seven years. So that's one of the things when we're looking for the monthly benefit and then we're looking for the, the amount, that's your bank. Now, the benefit period, uh, which we had just gone over, there's also one called the elimination period. So that means, how long do I got to wait before I touch the money? And this one, there's a lot of different ways that, that long-term care companies do. So I'm just going to not go too deep, but I do want to tell you on this. Sometimes there's one that's called um, an elimination period. It's just uh, a calendar day. If you used it on January 1st, then 90 days later, you get to have the benefits coming. 
So what people will do is on nine, on day number one, they'll say, okay, I'm enacting my policy. I will self-pay for 90 days. I'm ready to go. The other one says, oh, wait a minute. What you're doing is you're going to enact it on the first day, but then you don't need help for another two weeks. And then you're going to have someone come in. So they're going to count one day. Then two weeks later, they'll count day number two. And then two weeks later, day number three. It could take them, what, all year long to get their 90-day elimination period. When the policies first came out, everyone's like, I'm not waiting. I'm going to have zero days. Okay, buco bucks, that's your Lamborghini policy. But between you and your family and doing proper planning, do you think you could come up with funds for 90 days? Because it's a 36% difference in premium when you just say, instead of going zero, I'm going to go to 90 days. So that 90 days, and again, when we're working with individuals in our office, we coach them through of, hey, okay, there's an incident. Mom isn't able to tie her shoes anymore. She's not able to button her shirt anymore, okay? Which to us, we'd say, hey, just use Velcro, just use a polo shirt. But that's one of the indicators. Now she's having trouble making her meals and feeding herself. Okay, there's another indicator. We need to get her on claim. And when we do, we wanna make sure we make sure that claim's there and we do it for calendar days because it says from day one, they're just gonna count the days on the calendar. That right there can save people a lot of money, just that insight. Now also, the, the other area, so we have benefit period, monthly period, and elimination period. And so we wanna know when we're doing that, okay, how is everything set up? Because there's also an inflation rate. Now I wanna talk about this. It's not an inflation rate, it's an interest rate, I apologize. So once I know, okay, how much I want in my bank and how long it's gonna last and how long I have to wait to touch it, I wanna know how fast is it going to grow? And that's where the interest rate comes in. Again, Lamborghini days, it was, I want 5% compounding interest. I bet you do. It was so expensive. But did you know that you can start at 1%? Now you might say, but Crystal, have you seen inflation? Yes, I've shopped in my grocery store. But here's the nice part. If you're saying, I wanna start this, and the average age um, is around 57, I think it was 57, 58, that someone buys a policy. Much younger than they used to be. So people are knowing, I need to get these in place. But you could start, and you could say, I'm gonna start at 1%. And then in a couple years, maybe the house is paid off or whatever it is doing, you're like, I can bump this up to 3%. Hey, I can bump this up to 5% because I can pay it. So you can adjust it. And to me, that's so important. Again, that goes back to the point of when you say I can't afford it, wait a minute, let's start somewhere. Let's get this in place. And then from there, we can increase as your cash flow allows. Because have you ever noticed that when you make room for something, it just eventually gets paid. You find a way to get it done. This would be one of those things. All right. Here's another place that people, so hopefully I answered your question of, I can't afford it. I'm gonna do one more and then we'll take a break. And the second one is I am going to self-fund. Okay, here's the problem with this, is people are living longer and longer and because we are not aware of what our future holds, when you say I have a million dollars, I personally, when we've run the numbers, don't believe a million dollars can cover it. Because when you look at nursing home, and let's just say you say, well, I'm never putting my loved one in a nursing home. I feel the same way. But there are sometimes when if they become violent, 
if they're getting up in the middle of the night and walking out into their street, we have to do things to keep them safe. So we've got to look at the big picture and realize, okay, we have to have the resources and self-funding I think is a partial option, but I'm not sure if it's the wisest one. Remember, when we have the resources that God has given us, it calls calls for stewardship. We have to be good stewards. And just saying, well, I know there's a problem coming. I'll face it when I get there. To me, is not stewardship. That's avoidance. And so we have to have a stewardship conversation in regards to this. What I'd like to do, I want to take a quick 60-second break. When we come back, I want to talk about concerns of, well, what if my premiums increase? What if my carrier goes out of business? What if I pay for it and I don't use it? Or here's the big one. Many individuals have come to a place where they finally realize, oh my gosh, I really need this. But now they've done it and they're not insurable. And now when we have this situation where now they're like, I know I'm going to go through the resources. Do we have any options? Yes, we have an option here in New York. We have options outside of New York, tend to have more options outside of New York than we do inside. But either way, I want to go over those with you because it's not all lost we can start doing some planning, and I believe we need to. So we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. If businesses help shape our communities and culture, well then who's responsible for shaping and empowering the businesses? Well, investors are. Your dollars help create profit for companies who can use these resources to leverage company beliefs and agendas. The question is, are those beliefs in alignment with your values? If not, can you find alternative companies that provide quality products and services that will use their profits to bless your community? Well, I believe you can. Learn how at the in-person seminar Thursday, May 11th at the Office of Crystal Clear Finances. Call 518-433-7181 and register for your spot today. Seating is limited, so please call 518-433-7181 for your reservation. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Just want to do a quick shout out and remind you, seats are filling up on our Timeless Truths for Investing. We have a guest speaker coming in from Eventide, which is all about values-based investing and the importance of stewardship, the importance of understanding how finances work, how investing works. And we are inviting you to attend on May 11th. It's at six o'clock. Give us a call, 518-433-7. We need to know what type of sandwich to have ready for you, or you can also go online at crystalclearfinances.com and register there. Now, today we're talking about the importance of making sure we protect our resources in retirement, that we protect our family while we're in retirement, right? So that they're not having to care for us. They're not having to leave their jobs, their positions, and we're not causing family dissension because now one sister's mad at the other sister because she's not helping to carry the load. We just, there's solutions to that if we'll put them in place in advance. I did wanna make a note as we're going through and we're listing some of the concerns that individuals have when, Previously, 
uh, today as we were talking. And if you go back to last week when we did part one, I want to remind you, though, that there is home health care. And depending upon which insurance carrier you use for your long-term care, you literally could have someone go get certified. It can't be your spouse and it can't be your family member. But if you have a friend, if you have a housekeeper, if you have, you know, uh, somebody that you trust, that you feel comfortable, they don't have to be an RN. It doesn't have to go through a big agency. You can get home certified. And with that home certification, they can come in and take care of you there. That is a route that many people are starting to go and they're looking for it. The problem is with some uh, long-term care policies, they weren't designed to deal with home. They were all about, what are we gonna do when you're in the nursing home? Which is why we're having this conversation today to say, wait a minute, we can uh, design a long-term care policy where it's heavy on, the focus is on, I wanna stay home. And I don't need to have some agency send me somebody. I want someone who I know already and they're gonna get certified and they'll take care of me. So I just wanted to let you know that also plays into the benefit period, the pool of money, how you get paid, because there are some uh, stringent rules on, nope, we're only gonna pay for this if you use the wrong company. So you wanna make sure if you're going to do it, make sure everything's put in place properly. Of course, that's something that we can also help you with here at Crystal Clear Finances. All right, so let's jump back in. One of the questions that, uh, hesitations that I see a lot is people will say, well, what if the premiums increase? And I can understand that. I have a long-term care policy for myself and for my husband, and I don't want the rates to increase. In our situation, we chose to use Mutual of Omaha, who has not had a rate increase from since 2008. Uh, that doesn't mean that they won't have one. But there were a lot of companies, and I go back to what I said before, the companies needed to do the rate increase because they weren't going to be able to, to do what they had promised. And so we saw the industry literally be created and then it had to reprice itself for years till it got its footings. And during that time, several companies bowed out. They said, you know what? I'm not doing this. We have situations where I know clients that had a policy that the company went default and the company said, okay, here, this is what money is yours. You can have this money and when you need long-term care, we will make sure that it's paid. Now, is it doing everything it's supposed to? Absolutely not. But we have to remember too and have a little bit of grace. This is a was a totally new industry, a totally new product that came in that was priced in my opinion, totally wrong. And that's why you saw the rate increase. Now, keep another thing in mind, like I think about Mutual of Omaha, what if they did go to New York State and said, hey, we want to just raise it? They cannot just say, hey, we need more money. Let's just raise the rates on everyone. They actually have to file with New York State Department of Financial Services and say, this is why we feel they have to show them their books. This is why this is unsustainable. If we don't get this rate increase, this is how the consumer is hurt. And so it's only then. Now, what they've seen is usually when carriers were going to the DFS and they were saying, hey, we need this rate increase, it took about two years, this back and forth. Well, show me this, show me that. It's not just a thing that insurance companies want to give themselves a raise. And so they're just going to spring it on everyone. Now, they can do it in batches. They can say, hey, the, the ones that were written way back here, we're going to begin doing an increase on them. On, And when that happens, what you can do is say, hmm, 
Well, when I first put it in place, I had 5% compounding, lifetime coverage. I had 500,000 in my benefit bank, you know, all the different things. And I had it paid out monthly and it was going to pay me calendar, not daily. Well, they'll give you options to say, okay, we can't do that. We overpromised. All right, where's areas that we can skim back and we can pivot? And this is something you and I can sit down and talk about and say, okay, well, maybe instead of lifetime, I'm willing to go 10 years. Maybe instead of the 5% compounding, I'm willing to go 3%. Now, you might say, I'm not willing to change anything. Okay, then you have to take the price increase. So there's things that we can do to make that be affordable. But I did want to let you know, this is not just something that they can willy-nilly do. And I understand why they've had to do it um, in the beginning because it was a new program. Next question or next concern is, what if my carrier goes out of business? Well, I think, and again, I can never guarantee anything, but I think that uh, we've got a pretty good holding right now. Those who got in it, for the money, quick buck, underpriced it, everything that was wrong. I think most of them have been weeded out. That doesn't mean, please, it doesn't mean that we won't see rate increases, but understand rate increases doesn't mean the company is folding. Rate increases are, hey, I'm taking a look what's going on in the economy and based on inflation, we've got to have some increases because we need the home office. We need everything that we're doing to support uh, these uh, customers that we have. So rate increases will happen. But I do believe, and this is, again, uh, I was just at a, a local conference and we had this discussion and they felt the same way as far as the major ones that were going to have to fall out, that they're gone. They're gone. And the other ones have stayed by the side and said, okay, let's evaluate. Okay, we know what we need to do so we don't step in the same thing they stepped into. So what if this is a big one? And then I want to talk about people that are uninsurable and linked products. Now, what if I pay for it and never use it? Oh, do I hear that one all the time? Crystal, I don't want to give that money. Hey, listen, I hate paying car insurance and I hate paying homeowner's insurance. But I would hate more if I have to rebuild my house or or go buy a car because I didn't have insurance on it or I hit someone with a car, God forbid, and now there's a lawsuit. I put that insurance on because it is a realistic risk that's in my life. Now, can I recover from a car accident? I I believe so. Can I recover if my house is burned down? I believe so. But what they're saying with the statistics is many people will go bankrupt if they don't have the insurance in place. And that's what we want to make sure that you can recover from this. Now, there are some solutions. Individuals have found out that, you know, companies, I should say, have looked at the situation and said, oh, I can see here that people aren't buying these products because they're afraid they'll never use it. What if we put a rider on it and says, hey, if you haven't used it in 20 years, we'll return all your premium. What if we have it where year number 10 and year number 15 and year number 25, at those three points, they can look at what's going on in life and decide if they want it, their money back or not. All right, that's pretty creative. Or you have ones that say, hey, we'll do life insurance. And with life insurance, we'll make sure there's like a chronic illness rider on it so that if something happens, you can use up to 80% of your death benefit. 
problem with that, just kind of keep in mind is then please have, we might need life insurance for uh, another policy because it will eat up the death benefit there. So you got to decide what that policy really is about. But that would be a way where you'd pay for it. And hey, whether it's when you pass away or because you needed long-term care, you would be taken care of. Those are just two very simple uh, illustrations of how long-term care companies and insurance companies, that's who long-term care is through, are working to find creative ways to solve these hesitations because they are seeing a community as, as retirement grows and the impact of medical issues on them, and they're trying to do something to stop it. Well, I'm looking at the clock and realizing that I'm running out of time. We do have a program. If you are uninsurable and you say, I can't get, don't even qualify for long-term care insurance, but I know I need it. You need to call. Hey, Crystal, this is Joe Schmo, or just use what your name is. And listen, I need to have long-term care, but I don't qualify anymore. I need an appointment. Let's sit down and talk about it. And we'll go over those numbers with you. Well, we did it. We're at the end of this two-part program on being able to protect our resources. And I would encourage you, pray about it. This is a stewardship thing. You know, we want to put our investments in the right place. We want to make sure that we transfer the right way, but we need to make sure that we put the proper protection in so that we're not hurting our families and our loved ones. So give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation and then join us again next week as we can continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.